38 degrees at 7 o'clock. I'm Nick Gosnell. Harlan DePew with Reno County gave the Board of County Commissioners an update this week on the courthouse renovation projects. First floor is complete except for the carpet replacement um, out in that open area, which we can't really do until we get all those uh, document boxes moved back up upstairs and cleaned out. So that will be the final portion of this. Second floor is complete. Third floor is complete. Fourth floor is nearly complete with just a few little details remaining. The space for the district attorney's staff will be done soon as well. The fifth floor framing, mechanical drywall, the staircase, electrical, mechanical, all that's mostly complete. This week they're working on painting and and actually starting to put ceilings in. That's nearing completion up there too. It's exciting to see it uh, come together here at the tail end. Next, finishing up the the painting ceilings, dropping the lighting in, and then we're really ready for carpet and I guess window sills still need to go in up there. As was also mentioned by the district attorney, Tom Stanton, there is still some tricky stuff up there. The asbestos in the adhesive below the tile that's under the carpet on the west side needs to be abated. And so while we tried everything, we knew how to push that portion of it forward and get that carpet replaced here in January before we're ready to do the east side. Uh, That just really wasn't a workable solution for the district attorney to move all his people at the same time into little small pockets all over the building. We've made the decision to wait and do that after the site is completed. DePew gave them a rough idea of when he thinks things will be done. The timeline right now is finishing up the east offices in the newly remodeled space about the end of February. And then from there, move straight into the west side offices and and get that carpet replaced. And then as soon as that's done, we can hop down and and knock out that first floor. That would put completion in the middle of May. That extends the contract date by 62 days. The overall change order will be taken up at the next county commission meeting. Two new board members have joined the board of the Boys and Girls Club of Hutchinson, and they say goodbye to two board members, Dale Snell and Jessica Woodyard, stepping off of the board. During his tenure as board chair, Dale consistently brought thoughtful questions to the table and facilitated difficult discussions. Jessica contributed valuable experience in marketing and public relations. The new members of the Boys and Girls Club board, Dija Fuller, the account resolution manager for Heartland Credit Union, has been involved in leadership initiatives over the past two years, including participating in the Kansas Leadership Center and graduating from Leadership Reno County. She's also been on the Human Relations Commission as well and was a club alumni and parent. And Stephanie Trump is the director of Human Resources at Summit Surgical, and she will be at the Boys and Girls Club board as well as her children actively participate in the club's summer program. Her oldest daughter is a vision leader. To find out more about the Boys and Girls Club, go to bghutch.com or call 620-665-7171. Also introduced yesterday at the State House 
was a bill that would give some money back to parents. It's a state child tax credit introduced by Kansas Action for Children. It would cost about $145 million annually to implement that tax credit. About 92% of that money would flow back to households in the bottom 80% of tax filers. If you made $25,000 or less a year, you'd get $600. dollars 25 to 50000 as a family would be 400 per kid. Over 50, not over 75, it'd be 200. Over 75, not over 100,000 would be 100 per child. Over 100,000, not over 200,000, 75 bucks. Over 200,000, not over 350,000, $50. And over $350,000 a year, you'd get $25 back per child. So it's across the board, but with a sliding scale due to income. And it's still just a proposal right now, but it was introduced this week. It's 704. Are you tired of climbing into that chilly vehicle? Are you sick of scraping your windows? Let the professionals at Innovative Tent and Graphics install one of their popular car starters. Prices start at $350, and your vehicle will be nice and toasty as well as defrosted. Oh, and they can also set up your smartphone to start your vehicle and add personality with a window tent while you're at it. They do banners, yard signs, T-shirts, and vehicle lettering, plus window tent for homes and businesses. Call Innovative Tent and Graphics at 662-8500. Friend them on Facebook or visit online at Innovative ks.com the hutchinson fire department's going to be burning some ditches emmy bays explains the hutchinson fire department will be completing a mitigation project on bueller road from fourth street north to the 1700 block of bueller road on friday hfd will be burning the east ditch in an effort to prepare for wild land fire season hfd will be on the road at noon and should be off the road by 3 p.m on friday every year hfd surveys the territory and fire district 2 and identifies approximately six areas of concern they are looking at the fuel type and how thick the fuel type is they compare this against past fire incidents in the wildland urban interface to make selections Fire mitigation projects do more than just burn grass in a ditch. It works as a preventative measure as many grass fires start along the roadway. This work helps create defensible space, gives an anchor point to help stop approaching fires. It helps train firefighters. It creates an opportunity for community awareness and gives firefighters a chance to meet the homeowners in the area. It's time for the Kansas Wheat Scoop. Kansas wheat farmers voiced their concerns and priorities for the next farm bill last week both at home during the 2024 Kansas Commodity Classic and in the nation's capital as part of national winter wheat meetings. Having farmers ask questions directly about policies and provide their perspective on what's going on in farm country adds emphasis and personal impact to national policy discussions, said Shana DeGroat, Kansas Wheat Director of Membership and Government Affairs. In Washington, D.C., the Kansas delegation met with counterparts from across the country during the NOG U.S. Wheat Winter Conference, which brings together both the National Association of Wheat Growers the industry's policy arm, and U.S. Wheat Associates, the export market development organization dedicated to promoting wheat in international markets. As part of the larger fly-in organized by NOG, Kansas wheat farmers and staff took to the Hill to communicate the importance of getting a farm bill passed before the current one-year extension expires and providing their input on meaningful changes that would benefit Kansas wheat producers. The group met with all six of the U.S. congressional offices representing the state of Kansas. They reiterated the importance of maintaining crop insurance as the U.S. farm safety net, the need to double funding for export market programs and increasing the reference price for wheat. More specifically, the team outlined the inequalities 
in the distribution of the disaster payments under the 2022 Emergency Relief Program. Even more specifically, NOG is advocating to officially classify intentionally seeded winter wheat as a cover crop for NRCS and other climate smart programs, while not impacting its eligibility as a harvestable cash crop insurable through crop insurance and other safety net programs. Off the Hill, the U.S. Wheat Associates Board of Directors elected Kansas wheat farmer Gary Miller Shasky of Lakin as Secretary-Treasurer for the 2024-2025 fiscal year. As a member of the U.S. Wheat Associates Officer Team, Miller Shasky will provide a Kansas perspective and help guide the organization's work in more than 100 countries to develop, maintain, and expand international markets. Meanwhile, back home in the Sunflower State, Kansas wheat farmers also had the opportunity to discuss policy, markets, and weather during the 2024 Kansas Commodity Classic on January 26th in Salina. At the annual convention of the Kansas Corn, Wheat, Soybean, and Grain Sorghum Associations, Ross Jansen, KWICH Chief Meteorologist, shared his positive outlook on the weather for the 2024 growing season, while Jim Miner, Agricultural Economist and Director of the Center for Commercial Agriculture at Purdue University, presented a tight outlook on the grain market. Representative Jake LaTurner answered a wide swath of questions from the audience regarding political discussions in Washington, D.C., followed by a panel of representatives from the national commodity organizations. These events guide our actions to follow up on conversations, answer questions, and make sure our legislators have the information they need to put those priorities to work, DeGroat said. Learn more about opportunities to continue these policy discussions and the other benefits of joining COG at kswheat.com advocacy for Kansas wheat growers. For Kansas Wheat, I'm Amelia Schatz. Thanks, Amelia. It's 709.